This episode of LokiCast is brought to you by Umeria. Umeria are a progressive metal band with members from both the U.S. and the U.K. We here at LokiCast are huge fans of theirs, and we think that you will be too. Head on over to umeria.com merch where you can score your very own Umeria album, and be sure to grab one of those awesome t-shirts there while you're at it. Once again, that site is umeria.com slash merch. That's E-U-M-E-R-I-A dot com slash M-E-R-C-H. Check these guys out. stuff uh so yeah let's go ahead and get started with that before we do though gotta get that business shit out of the way um if you have a suggestion for the show uh a funny bit or news article that you've read or you just want us to shout you out send us a line to loki is a godcast at gmail.com that's l-o-k-i-i-s-a-g-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com Come on, guys, send us some emails. Also, please rate us on the iTunes store or leave us a comment, even if it's on our Facebook or, you know, Twitter. Shout us out on Twitter. Tell you, tell us how, we, how you like the show. Just leave us something, you know. Let us know that people actually listen to this shit. Uh, anyway, also check out our uh, sponsor, progressive metal band Umeria. Uh, they're working on their second album right now, tentatively titled Umeria 2. These guys are fucking awesome. They are amazing. Go to the website, uh, LokiCast.tk, click on the sponsors link, and you'll see them. Uh, we have a link to their store right there on the site. Just click the little banner that says Umeria. Boom. It takes you straight to the site. takes you to their merch page where you can buy the album, the first album, Rebel, uh, Rebel Mind. Uh, and you can check out, get you a t-shirt there. Tell them Loki sent you. Ain't going to give you a discount. Tell them I sent you. Uh, anyway, speaking of Umeria and their new album, uh, we've got, I don't, I'm not going to say it's an exclusive because they released it on Facebook. It would have been cool, you know, if it was an exclusive, but they do have a, nem- a demo uh, off the new album. Uh, this demo is called Open Ground. Uh, it is absolutely fucking batshit amazing, and we are going to play it for you here, so check this shit out.
awesome was that? I love those guys. That, oh, Johnny's voice. Amazing. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Like I said, uh, go to umiria.com slash merch to uh, check out their uh, their t-shirts and all that by the first album. Hopefully the second album will be released sometime around the summer, I'm thinking. Not sure on that, but uh, yeah, check those guys out. They are absolutely amazing. All right, man, so uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, Loki Cast headlines. didn't have uh, a whole lot for you guys in the way of Loki cast headlines today. Uh, just uh, one or two here, I think. Let me see. Hold on. I do have it pulled up. That's awesome. Uh, give me just a second, guys. I had like one story here. There wasn't really much in the way of news today. I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit about Donald Trump, but man, you guys have heard that so much, haven't you? Can't get enough of Trump, right? Uh, anyway, well, let's talk one thing about Trump. There was a farmer. <laughs> there was a farmer here. Well, not here. Um, not sure exactly where it was. Let me check here. Uh, let's see. Gotta load up. My internet is so slow. I'm sorry, guys. This is really a fucking professional, isn't it? Uh, so anyway, uh, it was in Ohio. Uh, a farmer wrote. Uh, let's see, no Trump in his field with manure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he wrote no Trump in shit on his farm. Uh, it says an Ohio farmer made his feelings about Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump very clear last week using cow manure to spell out the words no Trump in letters large enough for planes overhead to see them. He said uh, it's just Trump doesn't have any political experience, not to mention he's a bully. Which is absolutely right. Trump is uh, a bully, a rampant xenophobe, uh, an idiot. He's repeatedly pledged to deport all Muslims. Uh, he reported 1.6 billion people in the religion. He wants to deport them from the U.S. Yeah, you're you're real fucking smart there, buddy. Um, so that's uh, that's about it. Let's see. Uh, The the uh, the farmer also said, uh, "Let's see. Um, he uses immigrants apparently uh, as his workforce." And he said, "My farm would shut down today if you removed my workforce." Uh, you hear all these disparaging remarks about immigrants, but these guys are the hardest working, most dedicated people I've ever seen in my life. Which is true, you know. And if Trump does build the wall, who's he going to get to pay for it, right? Well, he wants the Mexican government to pay for it. He also wants them to build it. Yeah, we're going to build a wall that keeps you out of my country, but hey, you're going to pay for it and you're going to build it. Um, and I believe the uh, Mexican president said that fucking wall will not be built. He said fucking on national TV, I believe. It's pretty fucked up. Um, anyway, next story. There's only two stories today, but, you know, they're pretty good. So uh, the next story is uh, Morgan Freeman actually – uh, did a dramatic reading of a song by uh, uh, Justin Bieber, the uh, song "Love Yourself," I think, and it's it's uh, it's the most interesting bit 
of uh, dramatic reading I've ever heard in my entire life. It's absolutely beautiful. And uh, I've got it here for you guys. Check this out. My name is Morgan Freeman. I'm going to do a dramatic reading from a very popular songwriter. For all the times that you rain on my parade, and all the clubs you get in using my name, you think you broke my heart? Oh, girl, for goodness sake. You think I'm crying on my own? Well, I ain't. And I didn't want to write a song because I didn't want anyone thinking I still care. I don't. But you still hit my phone up, and baby, I'm moving on. And I think you should be something I don't want to hold back. Maybe you should know that. My mama didn't like you, and she likes everyone. And I never like to admit that I was wrong. And I've been so caught up in my job, didn't see what was going on. But now I know I'm better sleeping on my own. Because if you like the way you look that much, oh, baby, you should go and love yourself. And if you think that I'm still holding on to something, you should go and love yourself. <laughs> that was pretty awesome, right? I thought it was. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's going to about do it for uh, LokiCast Headlines. Um, give me just a second here, and we will jump into the geek news. i got to pull this up. I don't have it written down. Um, the geek news... Well, actually, I guess I gotta play the music first. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Alright, so the geek news for today I have here before me a list of 107 movie remakes and reboots currently in the works. Do not worry. I will not make you sit through 107 of these, but I will list the ones that I'm most interested in. Uh, so maybe about, you know, 30 or so. So uh, first up, we've got Ace Ventura. They're remaking Ace Ventura, and Jim Carrey is not involved. How fucking retarded is that? Uh, I mean, I'm not interested in this movie in the absolute least. Yeah, it says here, uh, following in the muddy paw prints of Ace Ventura Jr. and the animated 1990s TV show, another attempt to revive the Ace Ventura franchise without the involvement of Jim Carrey is underway. It's in its very early days, but Morgan Creek Productions are definitely looking into it. They're currently trying to sell a lot of their properties, but have held on to the remake rights for Ace Ventura, which they're working on relaunching according to Deadline. Ah, yeah, not looking forward to that one at all. Um, let's see, what's next here? Beauty and the Beast. They're going to relaunch Beauty and the Beast, uh, and reportedly it's going to have Emma Watson, Dan Stevens, Luke Evans, Josh Gad, Emma Thompson, and Kevin Kline. Uh, the film is set for release on March 17th, 2017. That may not be too bad. I'm, I sort of have a, uh, sort of have a little crush on Emma Watson. I don't know why. I might. Oh. Anyway. Uh, let's see, what else here? <clears throat> uh, Blade. Hmm. According to the man himself, Wesley Snipes, 
Uh, Marvel Studios have held a few talks about rebooting Blade within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The conversations have been good, according to Snipes, but we've heard little else. Perhaps, if not a movie, he could reprise his role on Netflix. Uh, and it says, we will keep you updated. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, uh, I personally would look forward to a new Blade movie. Um, I liked all the Blades, so, yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Bloodsport. There's going to be no Jean-Claude Van Damme in the announced remake of Bloodsport that's currently in the works. Robert Mark Common, the co-writer of Taken 2, has been working on, oops, excuse me, has been working on the script, and, uh, Philip Noyce from Clear and Present Danger and Rabbit Proof Fence had, at one stage, signed on to direct the movie. Uh, it's still in the works as we understand it, and the plan is apparently for a film that's more character-driven than the original. Progress has been made very slow on this one, though. So, yeah. Could be another blood sport. Um, without John Quan Van Damme, though, I'm, I'm not sure I'd like that one. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, yeah, we talked about this one, The Crow. I'm not even going to read that one. I'm so not looking forward to that. You cannot do... Brandon Lee, sorry, nobody will ever be as good as Brandon Lee as The Crow, though, the other day, I did see, um, who was it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in The Crow makeup, and you know, I was, mm, you know, if he'd beef up a little bit, he may could do it, I don't know, but, uh, let's see here, Shit like Flash, Flatliners, uh, Flash Gordon, Fantastic Voyage, Escape from New York, uh, another Dungeons and Dragons movie. Because we all know the uh, last one did so good, you know. So here's another one I'm excited about. Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Uh, for a while, off the back of the wonderful Safety Not Guaranteed, it looked as if director Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow was in line to remake... Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Then he landed the Jurassic World job, and after that came the news that he's directing 2019's Star Wars Episode Nine. He's going to be a busy man. So, it could, I hope, you know, that it is, because Flight of the Navigator was one of the, the uh, movies that I loved as a kid. I always loved those uh, sci-fi movies. I'm a big sci-fi guy. Uh, Alright, just a few more. Um... Unfortunately, they're going to be remaking Green Lantern again. Uh, Warner Bros. is coming around for a second go at bringing Green Lantern to the screen, according to the underwhelming Martin Campbell Helm 2011 venture. Uh, following the underwhelming Martin Campbell Helm 2011 adventure, uh, Ryan Reynolds won't be returning to star. The new film, going by the title Green Lantern Corp., is uh, part of the broader all singing. DC movie universe. It's not doing cinemas, cinemas until 2020 either, although it's a fair bet that we'll meet at least one of the new Green Lanterns before then, probably in the Justice League feature. Uh, let's see. The remake of Hellraiser, uh, Highlander, uh, I know what you did last summer, let's see, It, Jacob's Ladder, Jumanji, and, oh, please don't remake Jumanji. Come on, nobody can do Robin Williams like Robin Williams. Um, another Van Damme movie, Kickboxer. Uh, 
Oh, look, he's going to be in it. Jean-Claude Van Damme will take on a role in the Kickbox reboot, playing an updated version of the Master Chow character. Originally earmarked for Tony Jaa, Van Damme stepped in when Jaa left, and he joined a film that includes Elaine Moussi, Dave Bautista, and George St. Pierre. Ted Field is producing, John Stockwell is directing, and the film will be with us sometime this year, 2016. All right, well, I will uh, stop there on the uh, movie reboots because I know you guys are getting bored. So let's go on to um, uh, that wonderful segment, Today I Learned. Uh, so let's check that out real quick. Give me two seconds. Let me pull up what I got here. Um, God, it's so unprofessional today. I'm sorry, guys. I was trying to get this stuff done last minute. opening here <clears throat> all right um oh yeah i knew what i wanted to talk about uh so today i learned that uh there was going to be a remake of uh frank herbert's dune it was going to be 10 hours long would feature uh salvador dali is the emperor and would have a soundtrack by pink floyd check this out um so i was reading uh an article on Alejandro Jodorowsky's art in Coil House 4, and I decided to kind of refresh my knowledge of him, uh, limited mostly to his films and uh, metal hurling work. So I'm poking around this Wikipedia article when I find this. Uh, In December 1974, a French consortium led by Jean-Paul Gibbon purchased the film rights to Dune from Arthur P. Jacobs. Uh, Jodorowsky was set to direct in 1975. Jodorowsky planned to film the story as a 10-hour feature in collaboration with Salvador Dali, Orson Welles, Gloria Swanson, David Carradine, Geraldine Chaplin, Elaine Delon, Hervé Villechez, and Mick Jagger. The music would be composed by Pink Floyd, Magma, Henry Cowell, and Karl-Heinz Stockhausen. Jodorowsky set up a pre-production unit in Paris consisting of Chris Foss, a British artist who designed covers for science fiction periodicals, Jean Mirad, uh, a French illustrator who created and also wrote and drew for Metal Hurlant magazine, and uh, H.R. Geiger. Uh, Mobius began designing creatures and characters for the film while Foss was brought in to design the film's spaceships and hardware. Geiger began designing the Harkonnen Castle based on Mobius's storyboards, and Dolly was cast as the Emperor with a reported salary of $100,000 an hour. His son, Brontus Jodorowsky, was to play Paul. Dan O'Bannon was to head the special effects department. So, that's pretty fucking awesome right there. Alright, so, uh, let's see. Yeah, so... That uh, would have been fucking absolutely amazing. Um, let's see, just going through the article here. It said, uh, and that's before we get into God's endorsement of the project or Jodorowsky's poet. Yeah, Jodorowsky uh, described the uh, face, uh, space-faring craft. I want horseships driven by sperm by the sperm of passionate ejaculations. This guy, he's amazing. Um, so anyway, uh, that's going to be it for today. I learned, let's go ahead, uh, and 
you know, almost, we're, we're about to wrap up the show here, but you know how we do it. Every week we talk about the size of a certain Irish actor's penis, and to this, this week is no different. So let's get into that here now. You don't remember me. We spoke on the phone two days ago. I told you I would find you. add your own at liamneesonscock.tumblr.com or liamcock.com. So let's jump into it. Uh, first one up, Liam Neeson's cock is so big, when Liam does jumping jacks, he has to wear a mouth guard and headgear. <laughs> wow. Um, Liam Neeson's cock is so big, you wrap half of it and you take it home for later. <laughs> uh, Liam Neeson's cock is so big... Oh, excuse me. The last time he had an erection, it carved the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine. <laughs> wow. Uh, and finally, uh, Liam Neeson's cock is so big, he has a scar on his foot from where the doctor tried to circumcise him. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Uh, be sure to tune in next week or week after next. Sorry about the shitty quality of the show this week. Uh, remember to check us out on twi- Twitter at uh, LokiCastPod. Check out our Facebook page, LokiCastPodcast. Have a good fucking week, guys. I'm out, bitches. Peace.